adversity, bring it. The struggle, we welcome it. Snooze on life, never that. We are Dave Regina and Mike Perella, and this is the No Snooze Podcast. Come on. Welcome to No Snooze Podcast, episode 13. And we are recording from a pod. Yes, Epi 13. Epi 13. Epi 13. We made it. This is a, this is a big one because we are officially recording from our first sponsor. Yes. Right? Why don't you tell everybody about where we're, uh, where we're at right now? So there is a very uh, popular and talented architect in Greenwich, yep. uh, and he does work all over the place, but uh, Rich Granoff of Granoff Architects, uh, we're actually in his building, 330 Railroad Ave, which yep. is just off Greenwich Avenue. Very convenient to the train, too. Convenient, efficient, effective. Knocks off all three. Beautiful. And you know that is part of the no snooze mentality right there. Yes, and they took this old dilapidated building, completely decked it out. It looks way too expensive for us to get <laughs> it but it's, uh, <laughs> it's a sick setup. And this is like a $30,000 pod or whatever they said. Yep. Uh, it is airtight, and CV is outside, outside. of it which is incredible, yep. uh, but they do have co-working space available, so if anyone is interested, yep. uh, they have some good companies here, some private equity, uh, hedge funds, and then now no snooze. Right. So we, we just snuck right in. That we did, yeah. um, and, and that was that was you, man, and again, that's that place did a whole like relationship piece and, and us just building confidence through our own networks um, and then partnering and bringing value to others because they might not have the access to a following like ours, you know, in terms of our age group and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, so I think it is valuable. And anybody who's, you know, if you're a startup, that's one thing. If you're an established company, that's another. There's space in here for everybody. So yeah, and you're really not cool. limited by your resources. Right. You're limited by your resourcefulness. Yes. Which is one Ooh. of my favorite new quotes. I think it was a dime or a, a mantra like at some yeah. point. Yeah. Yeah. I'll take credit even if it wasn't mine. That's good. So thank you, Granoff Architects. Yes. Right? Granoff and Jeff, his partner. Yes. Appreciate it. We met yes. both of them, and we had some funny uh, laughs. <laughs> yeah, so we did. Good crew. We, we got to get them on the pod. Yeah. Well, I don't know if we can fit everyone. <laughs> right. I, might have to, I might have to stand We're outside. We're potting now. from the pod. Yeah, this is the first pod pod. Right, pod pod. Nice, kid. Um, so I am going to go ahead and use a term that you like. We're going to punt oh, away. We're going to punt away the pod bod, and we're going to go with a prego update. But no, you punted I, three weeks in a row. I'm back. Though. Oh, I'm nice. so now, back. Now you're back. Listen, sometimes you have to punt to get the, the uh, field position. Listen. And you get them deep in their territory, and then when it comes back to you, you're ready to go. Start we, lifting again. Nothing against we punters. We don't have to talk about it. Start lifting and feel great. <laughs> nothing against punters, but that would probably be your position Punter. in football, too. Yeah. We already know you're the um, mortar man in, um, yeah, Jesus, I'm getting killed in the military, and you're a punter now. Maybe it was that episode that motivated me to start lifting again because I was like, maybe it's just I don't feel this no, your out shoulders, right. I, I see it in the um, in the camera view too. It looks good. Probably the looking, lens looking nice and wide. Um, so let's go Prego update. Okay. We, we are 25 weeks in now, and it's starting to get real for both of us. Not it's that crazy. it hasn't been real, but it's now it's getting even more real because we both booked our baby showers. Mm. We registered for the um, for the baby shower in terms of the gifts and stuff. So like everything is starting to come to the house now, right? Yeah. How did you register? Did you go in person? We did both. Okay. Yeah, and wasn't there one day that we spoke and I was like, hey guys, I'm in, um, I don't know if I was in Bye Bye Baby or Pottery Barn. Yeah. And you were like, oh, yeah, I'm here too. Yeah, so yeah. I want to hear about your experience at Bye Bye Baby. Pottery Barn, I can speak on. That's P where I Pottery was. Barn. Tell me about Pottery Barn. Okay, so uh, 
full disclosure here, I did the full walk through the entire um, store, yeah. right? I said a couple things, I added my input, and I was with my mother-in-law and my wife. So it was you, mother-in-law, wife, wife. any people following you? Yes, helping you out? we had a person with a scanner, so she okay. was teaching us how to scan, scan, scan. So I, I did the one time through, then I found a recliner. Okay. Once yeah. I found I got that recliner. On that too. No, no, no. Once I found the recliner, that was it. I tapped out and but, I sat. No, no. I just sat on the recliner oh, for the rest wow. of the time. But I went through and made sure that I gave my input on the important things. Which and were? They, they handled all the details. What were the important things? Uh, so the important things were the, we wanted really neutral colors, okay. right? And this is something that we, we both went back and forth on, but we don't want to be too like foo-foo with the girly stuff. We didn't want, you know, everything pink or any specific color. So we <laughs> you went all we pink. We went all pink. You went no, all we pink. did gray, too. <laughs> so, yeah, we did the grays, the lights, the whites, the nudes. Uh, so once nudes? I What's a nude? Like the nude color. Oh, wow. Well, yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> like, what? You're sick. You're sick. No, man. no, no. <laughs> so, you, so you went all neutral on that. That was yep. important, the color. Yep. And did you do the baby stroller? Did you talk about that with the guy or well, the girl? Well, yeah. I mean, th these strollers are the most expensive things that I've ever seen. It's in insane. My, literally a $1,000 stroller. Never heard of it in my life. It's insane. Um, but I did do something that you would have liked. My wife should have videoed it, too, but she was too embarrassed. <laughs> You're <laughs> tough to shop with. Me. I took out the mattress that they want to give my daughter, and I put it on the floor, and I laid on it just oh, so I can yeah. feel what it's going to feel like for my daughter. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Well, and I hope your daughter doesn't come out as big as you. <laughs> that would be awkward. That would be terrible. But the reason I ask is, I don't know your experience. I, it, how long did it take you while you were registering? Start to finish? Uh, two hours. Okay, two hours. Sounds about right. Yep. So Dana says to me, put it on your schedule. We're going to go Sunday. So I worked all day, did an open house, standing the whole time. And I'm like, how long is this going to be? We'll get some dinner after. It's, we started at 3.30. So she's like, it's an hour, hour and a half. I went with my mom. We know kind of what we want. Mm -hmm. We roll in, and I've never been so overwhelmed with how much baby clothes <laughs> and equipment I've never seen before. Pumps. The pumps blew my mind. We got to try those pumps, by the way. Insane. Yeah. You might actually get something <laughs> out of them. <laughs> so we go in, and she's like, Dana's like, yeah, you know, usually someone helps you. And Dana did research, but I didn't do any. And she was kind of learning as well. So we're both kind of oblivious. So they see that and they try to come help. Right. So we had, I'm not exaggerating, there, it was a packed store. We had four employees walking around with Just us. Walking around you guys. Showing us every feature of everything we could look at. And, oh, this is the baby sleeper for 10 minutes when you need a shower. And I'm like, 10 minutes? Right. What, 10, I'm going to spend that much for 10 minutes? So, and parents, you can, maybe I'm wrong here, but... There was like 45 different pieces of equipment yeah. that we and went through. And the technology through. is insane. Right it's now. insane. Right. The stroller area, we were there alone for an hour and a half. Right. Just the stroller area. Yep. I oh was, my, my brain was exploding. But in my head, I'm like, you know what? Just say yes to everything because we could always take it off. Okay. So we got to a point about two and a half hours in where I just said yes to everything. And I just kind of lost it. I was like, the guy's like, oh, you want this, like these mirrors for your stroller so your baby can look at the baby behind him? <laughs> Throw it in. That's good. Yes, Throw it I in. want that. But at the end, I was so like, I feel like my hair and my gel came out of my hair. <laughs> I was just sitting there like I was in a wind tunnel. It is a little overwhelming, but it's a fun experience. And you could tell how into it the women are, oh, which yeah, it just excites us. You know what I mean? Like they, they're super excited about it. But the technology piece is insane. I know for our parents, it must be different because... Yeah, they listen, didn't have any of this. I, right. There was nothing like this. Yeah. Um, and I originally thought no, no shade anywhere, but I really thought we were going to like just register at like Target. I didn't really know about this whole like yeah, bye-bye baby. Pottery. Yeah, it's, it's a thing. 
so that's that. And Go what I'm realizing that. is they have you because if you say no to stuff, oh, then yeah. they're like, oh, you don't want the best yeah, for your kid. Exactly. And you're like, yeah, that's yeah. a little awkward. Right. They were great. Loved it there. Yep. But it's a lot. No, and I'm very, is. I'm way more stressed about preparing the house than I was before going. Yeah. That'll be the, the next thing is now us getting the, uh, the nurseries ready. Yeah. Christ. All right. Okay. On to uh, no snooze recommendations. Yes. Okay. So this week... And I don't know if, if for you, but like I go through my week now and I'm like, wow, okay, what's going to be the thing that I recommend? Because I don't, I want it to be something that like I really use. Yeah. So I've always had this issue with my gym clothes, right? You already know the time we go to the gym in the morning. Well, excuse me, time I go to the gym in the morning. <laughs> I, I don't know where you go at 5, 5.30 in the morning these days. But I'm going to have my, to do live videos in the morning. <laughs> yeah, just I'm to, just going to do a live just, I'm as calling I'm going Equinox and I'm going to say, hey, Knox, look, is Mike Pirelli there or not? I'm going to do it live for people. I'm going to get the guy who I see every morning, Alex Sanso, and be like, Alex, you need to <laughs> Video comment. Yeah. Proof. Yeah, maybe I'll get him to do that. Right. I like that. So my recommendation this week is, is off of an issue that I've always had, right? And I sweat so much. I believe it's... It but you don't do, smell. Right. No, don't smell. But Which is I, I believe it has to, has to do with the water intake per day. Right, like I have this theory. It's got to go somewhere. It's got to go somewhere, so it goes out. But my clothes are drenched, and there's some days, like after cycling, you can wring it out. But then I got to put that in my gym bag, and then it sits in my car all day until like eight, nine o'clock at night. Right, so it's a really long day, and then over time, if it's the wicking material, it starts to stink. Right, yeah, so you're saying that. Yeah, I, it, and then you got to just like replace it, whatever. I went on Amazon and I'm like, babe, we gotta find something for this. And I've been talking about this for a while now, like trying to figure something out. But turns out on Amazon they have these things and they're basically waterproof wet gym bags. So it's a little little bag that you put inside your gym bag and it doesn't allow any water out. So you put your nastiness in this one bag. It's nasty. Right. And then you put it in your gym bag, but nothing else gets wet. Yeah. Right. So it doesn't it doesn't get my um, shoes nasty. It doesn't get anything else that's in my gym bag at the time wet. And do you keep your work clothes in a separate bag or they're, they're in the gym bag? They're in the gym bag. Right. But I, I also bring it in a hanger. hanger too. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Um, you know, so that so that's me. And it's two for 15 on Amazon. And it, it was actually a problem solver for me. So I'm excited about it. I love that. Is it a, is it a brand that you want to shout out? Um, not one specific. It, it was really just waterproof wet bags. And I think there was a beautiful opportunity for us to slide right slide in. Right in. The I, no I could bag. see a no snooze logo on oh, that. Yeah. That's I will contact them. After I like this. that. I like that. What do you got for us? So because I also lift weights now and I'm hitting the gym hard, uh, <laughs> like sweating often, CV is uh, I might need right one. So the two for you have an extra yep i do i appreciate it it's very nice gotcha. uh, my recommendation this week is an audible book and i'm big on audible because it takes me like four days to cruise through books because i'm always in my car <laughs> so Wait, four days to go through an audiobook audiobook gotcha so my trick is i put it at 1.5 mm. and part of me thinks that that's why i'm speaking quicker now but it also trains the brain to receive things faster yeah you probably miss out on some stuff but i enjoy it because they cruise and your I, your brain just starts working fast. Okay. So is your recommendation to put it on 1.5 or is recommendation it a book? is to put 1.5 and I'll shout out a book that I loved which is called The Obstacles the Way, Ryan Holiday, mm. who is a, a stoic stoic, stoic I guess yep. is the term. He practices stoicism, which is basically, you know, how you react to things and making sure you're not overreacting. You quoted him the other day, right? Yeah, I like him a lot. Yeah. So the quote was uh, you cannot control uh, what happens to you, you only can control how you react to it, right. which is very good and applicable. I've had a little bit of a temper problem in the past, and usually not at work, but right. at home. Mm -hmm. And not that it was a problem, but there's times where you snap, and it's that 
thick Italian blood that we got. Yeah. Um, but it's it's great. I love the book. It's amazing. I like it. Almost that's, done. That's one that I haven't read, so I'm gonna. I think you'd like it. Is there a way you good. can share your audiobooks with me so I don't have to pay for them? You might be able. So the can... only reason I usually don't use Audible, but I forgot that I had a free trial, mm. and it charged me seven months of free books or not free books, seven months of books. So I canceled it and then bought seven books. So I'll look into it, but you can also check on your local uh, uh, library, and okay. you can sometimes download stuff for free. Nice. And it goes right I'll to I'll give overdrive. you a wet bag if you give me that Audible book. That's our trade-off. Yeah, that, that works. <laughs> right. I'll put um, it in the, the wet bag. Right. So the um, anchor analytics yes. right, these days Wild. are like really, really good for us. So there was a, a list of countries now that have tuned in, and it's not astronomical, but I know we like to focus on like some certain progress, and this will be the first time CV's hearing this too. Yeah. But obviously the United States has tuned in, and Puerto Rico is, you know, a part of the United States. Because you were States, grabbing so we people's phones it. and downloading Right, and Puerto Rico is just downloading. But we also have Ireland, Australia, which we spoke about, Antigua and Barbuda, Spain, which was CV. Yeah, CB was just traveling around. Right. South Africa, France, Germany, and Canada. Oh my God, France listening. Right? So France. they must have heard my French. And then it connected. Wee oui, wee. Oui. Yeah. Right? So is that not pretty cool though? The, Fr the French thing kind of scares me because if someone <laughs> watched that, they'll be mortified. They're probably like, you're a terrible French speaker. Yeah. Um, all right, so that was that piece. Now, on a serious note, we would be ignorant to not mention what's going on around us and around the world right now with this coronavirus. Right, but mm -hmm. it is just insane what's going on, and I don't want to get into like, you know, wh who started it and what what's. But the fact that we are located like right in one of these hubs, as as they're calling it, mm -hmm. it is just ridiculous. I mean, I've never seen anything yeah. like this. It's uh, it's something that we've never experienced in our lifetimes, mm -hmm. and it's interesting to be in it and see how everyone's reacting to it and how it affects everything. Right, it's a real bizarre situation. So. I, I, and there's really no words for it, man. It's scary, and it's getting scarier every day. Yeah. Um, but right here in Westchester County, especially, I mean, you know, we're, we're in Greenwich right now, but where I live is Westchester County, and it's got the most cases in New York so far. So it's weird to see where this is going to go. Hopefully they have a, um, you know, a vaccine for it soon. Yeah. Uh, but it's just, I, I don't know, man. I, I'm praying for everybody who is uh, affected by it, you know? Definitely. And then on the trying to learn from every experience, something that's really um, not important. Something that you can learn while this is all happening is see how the market's reacting right. because it really shows you how uh, emotion drives prices and people um, because of the fear have stopped traveling, stopped buying tickets and moving around within the markets so that uh, you know obviously profit goes down, creates more fear, people pull money out which creates kind of this downward cycle. So it's interesting because you can see economics really at work. Yeah. Um, so you know I don't know when this comes out, if it would have rebounded by then, but it's something to watch. Uh, what, our episode? It, no, if when this comes out, if the market will... I mean, yeah, or, one week from I don't now know. is pretty yeah. much when, when yeah. it'll uh, come out. No, that's a good point, man. And even on our level, uh, you know, in, in local government, you, oh, have, yeah. you have the option and the opportunity to basically invest money. Um, you know, through whether it's a, a 403B, 457, so you can look at those analytics and see how it's going up and down. I'm literally right now, I don't, I don't even look at it because yeah. I know what's going on. Yeah. Uh, so if people aren't mindful of it, you know, they need to be. Um, yeah, man, so, so prayers there and, uh, you know, hopefully everything gets better. Nice. Um, all right, man, so Epi 13, we chose to focus on 
mentorship, yes, right? And this is something that now I'm seeing is really f coming full circle for me because now I have an opportunity to mentor, you know, the young kids around the job, but I've also taken a couple mentees under my wing that are, you know, 20 to 25 years old. So we're very close in age, uh, but I have a really good opportunity now to kind of pay that whole thing back. Mm -hmm. um, so I think it'll be interesting to see how we basically talk about our mentors thus far, maybe give a tip here and there on how we kind of established who was gonna mentor us, um, and just kind of bounce back and forth just like we do. Yeah, and something I was thinking about was that when we were younger, we played a lot of sports that were organized and you had coaches, right? Right. Obviously you have your parents and you have parents, friends and older siblings. Yep. You didn't have an older sibling. Right. Um, I did, so I was mentored by my brother, but when you're younger, you have the coaches. So you have kind of these natural uh, occurring mentors, whereas when you get older, you have to go seek them out. Yes. So it's a little different. Right. And. You know, the, I had some good coaches growing up, mm -hmm. but you're so young that a lot of that stuff isn't super applicable other than, you know, personality right. and being a good person and values. Right. Then when you get older, it's more mentorship on how to do life, yep. how to navigate things. Um, and it's really interesting. And now I'm with the baby on the way, and I know I've mentioned this a couple of times, getting worried about mentoring a child. Because <laughs> yeah. yep. I didn't have any younger siblings. I say it all the time. Mm -hmm. But now you're starting to... Uh, realize that and then in addition in my position at work I'm the low man on the totem pole mm -hmm. usually everyone's mentoring me and we have a new girl that just started working she's great but now I'm trying to mentor a little bit and help out and right. I'm it's tough it's different oh yeah no of know? course uh, but that's a good point you know your, your your family members your parents your grandparents your cousins your coaches when you're younger there's different stages of like mentorship yeah. now we have an opportunity to discuss something like this which is which is really cool because it really got me thinking um, and when you were younger, you know, I, I remember latching on to like a couple people, but moving past like the coaches phase, um, I remember my first real mentor was this guy, Kevin Cook, mm -hmm. right? And it's Great funny name. because he actually listens to the pod. Oh yeah. Right. So we're going to see if he listens to this episode, but he was one that he didn't even really know he was mentoring me, but me and Nick Arbab, right? He, we used to work at a basketball camp together. And there always used to be this guy that would come in and we knew we were like camp counselors or whatever. We were 15, 16, 17 years old. And there was this guy, Kevin Cook, and he would come in and he was like the boss and he had a full-time job doing this. Um, but come to find out, he was in the field of parks and recreation, right? Which is what I basically do now on a local government level. Um, but he really took us under his wing and just dropped some gems along the way. But it was always something that I, I'll, I'll never forget when, no matter how close you got to Kev, and I'm very close to him to, to this day, he always took business on a different, uh, it, it was a different level. Um, and what I mean by that is you had your personal relationship with Kev, but then he was able to separate it. Whereas that was the first time I remember like, okay, you know what, business is business. He would have meetings for you know the staff that was in there. And again, we were just part-time staff members. But I remember at the time, and this is you know 15, 15 years ago now and I, I don't know what the salaries are now but I mean it's a really good salary is a great life so I was like oh my god I really look up to this guy um, so he basically took me under the wing on uh, that's the first guy that I could remember in terms of my profession and do you remember asking him questions right off the bat do you remember just seeing him be like I like the way he carries himself what was the right so there's like stages to it yeah. because at first you you don't really know what's going on you don't know that it, this is a potential mentorship yeah, you're kind of just looking you know at them, but like, then like he saw 
that, and I, I, this is what I believe, I don't know for a fact, I'll ask him, but I believe he saw that I, have a, I had a genuine interest beyond just basketball camp, mm-hmm. right? And every year, I would come back, because it was only like a four to six week camp, so I would see him the next year, see him the next year, see him the next year, and before you know it, now I'm 20 years old, and we were having conversations about like, so is this something that you think you, you'd want to do? Um, and it's, it's different levels that you, you, looking back on it now, you can identify those and be like, wow, this was an actual progression of a full mentorship that happened. Um, and we still work together today, which is, is so cool. Uh, never told him that he was one of my mentors. I'm sure he obviously knows. Yeah. Um, but even when I you know, became the assistant commissioner, he, he just, he always had a lot of respect for me. Um, and there was nothing I could bring to him at that time in terms of value, which is big, like you should always be able to bring value to a mentor. But what I was able to do, which I think is a tip for people, is to take the job seriously, no matter what it is, at what level. Yep. Take the job seriously because the value to, to Kev at that time may be, I, I could have been one of his first mentees, you know what I mean? So now you're teaching him an additional level of leadership skills, if that makes sense. Yeah, I think there is value in someone trying to mentor you because they're working through their own thoughts yep and they say the best way to learn is to teach Mm -hmm. so I think that's probably what he was approaching or he just saw that you had a spark and wanted to be involved in it right you know the law of attraction when you're enthusiastic and happy and into it and positive your people will get attracted to you right so it's funny I had a coach coach Tarantino yep coach T T, um, that was around a lot with my brother and myself and he just kind of taught you not complaining work hard the the good foundation that I've built today in addition to my father and mom which I, right. I could talk about but I want to talk more about other yes. people um, and my brother who set an amazing example he was always very straight laced um, always did the right thing which kind of I had to follow in his footsteps because I wanted to be like him right. but uh, then you get into later in life and I really was very enthusiastic about business and I couldn't find I didn't align myself with a, a business mentor for a long time and I don't know why that was. Maybe I just didn't connect at the right times. But then when I got into college and we started to do things like patent headphones, we connected with this guy, Eric Knight, who's still around today, still mentoring kids. Um, and he was really integral. And I remember seeing him and he came and I think he talked to our class and he showed all of his inventions. This guy was the guy who invented, you ever see someone run with a parachute on their back? Yes. The parachute was wow. what he called it. I actually used that in training. Do you? Me, yeah. me not, too. Not I, now. I no, no. Out. When I was training athletes yeah. um, in performance training, that's a yeah. big thing. So he, I, I specifically remember him talking about that. And I was like, oh, I have these ideas all the time. You know, we should just try to create one. So me and my buddy Adam, who I talk about all the time yep. on here, went up to him after the thing and said, hey, we have this idea. The idea at the time wasn't the headphones, but it was a, it's called the Chase It. And Adam might be upset if I'm saying this publicly, because some might steal it. But basically, a way to chase, uh, you know, your drinks when you go out, because we were in college, so yeah. that was a thought process. Yeah. Long story short, that learning that process of trying to patent that, which we never did, led us to the patented headphones that we have today. That's awesome. Which, you know, we have 17, 17 years left on it, and I'm sure we'll do something eventually. Yep. But he poured himself into us because we were so enthusiastic and we asked a million questions and it was something he loved to do. So he loved to talk about it with us. And by talking with us about our stuff, it helped him work through some of his stuff. We actually sold him or we gave him one of the patents that we actually filed uh, because we got it to like 95%. For us, it didn't make sense and he wanted to carry it through. 
So these relationships become more of a peer relationship mm -hmm. at a certain point, which is amazing. And it was at college, but now where we've both moved away, we don't stay as in touch, but every time we talk to him, we have these great memories of all these businesses we talked about, and you know, it's great to see and check in with him. So, no, shout out Eric Knight, Parachute. I want to, I want to meet him. Yeah, he's the man. We'll try to get him that, on this. Yeah, he's man, the that nicest, sounds like a really good, nicest guy. guy. That's crazy. Um, so that that's like the next step of, I, I guess, mentorship there, because you basically just took us through college. But now, like when I was sitting back, and again, you know, when we like create this outline, it just starts snaking. I was literally sitting in the parking lot before and coming up with, you know, my talking points, because you just have to really identify like where you want to where you want to go the in the conversation. conversation. And it's interesting to me now. Somebody looking for a mentor, I think that's a big mistake. Mm. Look for many mentors. Yeah. Right identify one thing in your life and then establish a network in that one lane of your life and that can have a mentor right now Nick Arbab for both of us mm -hmm. I'm sure he's going to continue to mentor us in terms of kid I mean he's a girl dad he's mm -hmm. been a girl dad for seven years Adriana just turned seven mm -hmm. and it, it's it's branching off you know everything you do in your life so you have like your your motivational people that you look up to you have your you know in-person network um, and I want to take you through a process that I'm actually doing now because I'm seeking a mentor right now um, and, and I've been starting no call <laughs> no call. no but you're on the network you're on the spreadsheet yeah. um, but it, it's just interesting to see the development of a mentorship, yeah. you know, and taking all of the branches of life that you want to focus your energy on and then identifying, you know, one person per. So that right there is a big thing too, is don't look for just one. It's okay to have a whole bunch of them. Yeah, and I think it's morphed from having the one-on-one -on -one and you continually grow with each other, which yep. you can still do, right. to more of being able to have your questions answered and getting tidbits from everyone. We're in a society where there's so much input that it's a lot more attainable to have a bunch of different mm -hmm. inputs. Yep. But now it's much harder to filter through everything. Right. So one of the things that I'm sure we'll touch on again, but something that I think about a lot now is try to find mentors that are creating a life that you want, right? Of course. Just because the person's super successful, has tons of money, but is not doesn't have a work-life balance and you want a work-life balance might not be the right fit right. because they're going to recommend certain things that will take you on a path off of where you want to go right you know so if you if you take the wrong advice i'm not saying be afraid of taking advice but filter through see who's saying it and see how they carry themselves and how they built their life and if it's something you want to emulate then you could take it with more uh weight that's something I think about constantly. Because well everyone wants to mentor you, everyone wants to talk about themselves, people love it. Mm -hmm. So you're going to get a volume, especially if you're doing things, like we've seen, people have constantly been reaching out to us with this. Yep, yep. And some people are amazing, some people are great, but obviously have a motive. So you just have to kind of figure out. And filter yeah. through it. No, that, that's a really good point, man. And that's the first piece of my process. So I'm going through this right now. And I'll try to explain it the best way I can, which is also a problem, too, because when I listen back to these podcasts, sometimes I'm like, why did you just change your thought? Like, finish the thought all the way through. So. Well, you know, what my excuse for that all the time is my brain works faster yes. than my mouth. Yep. And people just agree with that. So, yeah, that sounds right. No, but it makes sense. And especially yeah. when you're sitting here, like right now, I'm trying to not think about other things and really lock in. Yeah. Um, and that's a real skill, man. But so being specific. And yeah. again, you hear it. We say it all the time. You hear it all the time. 
being specific about exactly what you want in your life is always step one. And again, it doesn't have to be this huge drawn out thing. But if it's in fitness, identify one thing you want there. If it's in the finance world, identify one thing there. Real estate, your, your job, whatever it is, you need to identify those factors. Then from there, I, I, and I'm doing this now in a spreadsheet, right, because Excel is pretty easy to use. And I'm branching off and in terms of this project, I was able to establish a network through my own circle. And I was like, okay, well, how am I going to get to like a high level person that can be a mentor for us in this no snooze you know, world? So I have a counter to that. So I like that, but I also think people get infatuated with, and I, I say infatuated <clears throat> all the time. I don't even know if I'm saying it right and that's the right spelling, but anyway. So with getting to this like super high level person yes. on whatever it is, yep. where I think as long as they're ahead of you, Mm -hmm. in a sense of just knowledge and maybe the path, it might be much more effective to get a couple of those people. Right. Because at some point you'll be able to get to their level and then it becomes a peer and then it becomes someone that not only is a mentor, but then eventually a colleague and it scales. You know, so if you, and what kind of I've been doing is, you know, when I got into, and I always use real estate, but that's my main focus at the moment. When I got into real estate, I found, uh, you know, Miss Claroni, who I've worked closely with on a ton of deals, um, which led me to uh, assisting the owners of the company. Mm -hmm. So now I'm at this level where I'm kind of peers with them, but they're also mentoring me. And now I'm trying to find the next level of someone who does the local investments and does uh, like commercial, high level commercial. So you get to these levels and create these peers, which then connect you to your next mentor. Right. That's not too far. It's the same concept, mm -hmm. but it's less of a, a monster jump. Yes. Because I think I'm playing, I like to play the odds now. Mm -hmm. And the reason I got into real estate was because it is the responsible for the most millionaires in the world. So I said, if I'm going to stack the chips in my favor, um, and create this freedom. It. Let me do something that's proven. And that is, because we went with this patent idea and it's great, but the amount of deal, deals that get licensed, there's a limited amount of companies that'll do that. I just don't like the odds anymore. Mm -hmm. I'll, I'll definitely pursue it still. But I was like, let me stack the odds and by jumping to someone that's instead of, you know, I know what you're saying and I agree with it, but I think your energy might be better served to connect with someone that's just a step ahead and then you speeds it up. Beautiful. And then maybe you get to that person faster anyway, yes. because you're coming from the side mm -hmm. and they know that you're doing your own thing. And it's kind of like, if, yes. they, if you don't need them, they want you more. Right. I have a really good example in terms of what you're saying at work, right? Like I remember before I was in the position that I'm in, I was being mentored just organically by commissioners. And I had said that on the last episode, I had like a really close relationship with those mentors at that time. Yeah. And then you become the assistant commissioner. Now the people in my room are a little bit different, right? So now the next step is moving to the county level. Yeah. Now all of a sudden I'm very, very friendly just on a personal level now with board members, mm -hmm. people on like high level committees. Now that automatically takes me to the next room of that county. So now I'm already established in the county level. The next phase of that is the state level. But now me just being in a room with county officials, now all of a sudden state officials begin to walk in. And it's happened over this five, six year process from when I first got started. It's just wild to see. And I know you're gonna make a good point. We were talking about it before in terms of like the lightheartedness of it. Mm -hmm. And when you try really hard to go get a mentor, 
it's not going to work like that. Yeah, yeah. It's like dating. You just don't want to put a title on it because then it gets awkward. Maybe at some point they do it, but you don't want. You just want to casually get mentored. And can you ever go up to somebody and just be like, "Hey, do you want to mentor me?" Like I've never done that. That's well, weird. No. And if you do that, people <laughs> get very worried because they think when you say mentorship, it's time, it's time. energy. Yes. You're responsible as a person to success. Whereas if they're just giving you advice every once in a while mm-hmm. and they enjoy doing that, it's it's something that they like to do. I will give you a specific example. I remember in college and I referenced Coach Scanlon on the last one, uh, but Cody Moffitt was a mentor of mine in college. But I went to him and I basically asked him to, to mentor me, but I went with a piece of paper and it had the time frames that he was already free because oh, I knew his cool. schedule. Yeah. I, I knew his schedule. He was a grad assistant of ours for the team. So I knew his schedule. So I said, hey, Code, can you fit me in for a 15 to 30 minute conversation on these days? Mm-hmm. Right? And I'm curious to know if he remembers this. I gotta, I gotta actually call him on that. Uh, but it was something to me that I was like, wow, you know what? If yes. I can give him certain time frames, because I know he's busy, I know he's got class here, I know he's mentoring everyone else on the team at the time but if i can give you basically the time that you're free it was something that was pretty valuable and we ended up establishing a phenomenal relationship that was the only time so i contradict myself but i asked him will you mentor me but that's a different style of it too like you stood out you didn't just come in and you did value right value and all that right but it is a good point that the more the higher these people are the higher you get up the more busy everyone is yes so you have to make it very efficient and you have to really have a specific ask or some type of question where they can actually give you value and you can extract it quick mm-hmm. versus like just having a two-hour conversation with one, someone. If you want to do that, you go to the YouTube route and you just listen to all their stuff and get their general views right. on things. Yeah, I mean, now it, it's so cool with technology, we'll, we'll get there too because I yeah. have like e-mentors. Jump no, no, yeah. that's fine. I have like e-mentors as a thing, uh, but I think it would be valuable to people Let's establish some things that you need to provide to a mentor. Yeah, So that's good. For me, trust, the value like we spoke about, and then energy like you said. Yeah. Those are three things. Like you really don't need to do anything alarming. Like you yeah. might not be able to bring value in terms of like, oh, I can do this for you yeah. if you train me. But if you have an appointment with this person, show up early. Yeah. If you have, you know, uh, um, a time frame where you're not on their schedule, reach out to them if you know that they're busy and get on their calendar in the next month. Do little things that will establish a relationship that builds trust and then every time you're in the room with that person, you better bring it. Yeah. And that's where the energy piece comes in. Yeah, and I think you want to make sure that everyone likes to be heard and if you're getting mentored, you want to show that you're learning and hearing them and picking up what they're putting down Yes. because then they feel more, uh, they feel more available next time because they oh what I'm saying is actually working and they're actually using it and applying it mm-hmm. so like if someone tells you something the next time you go you better do whatever they said <laughs> like do else, the actual work yeah or they're just gonna be like alright well I gave him advice he didn't do anything so you know why am I wasting my you time make a great point and I can reference this back to um, back to work now we just recently had a meeting and I remember it was like this big brainstorm right and everyone was coming up with these great ideas that are phenomenal ideas But instead of a mentorship being all these ideas, do exactly what you're saying. Come up with one thing that maybe the mentor comes up with, Mm -hmm. then the mentee better go go after it and get that. And I tell us all the time, the three of us, right, when we're trying to like establish, uh, okay, well, what's, 
you know, what's this going to look like in, in June? Yeah. And what do I always say? Yeah. Let's not look to June right now. We need to get through right now. We need to be in the moment. Let's figure out, okay, what's our topic for this week? And then we create an outline there. We'll worry about the next one. Of course, you always want to be mindful of your future. Yeah. But yeah. live in the moment with that mentor yeah. or mentors. Yeah. Yeah. And to add to your point, what's more effective if you go to someone and say, hey, um, I'm thinking about doing this thing. What do you think? Or I, I did this thing. Check it out. Let me know your thoughts. Right. You know, it's something physical they yes. actually talk about versus a theoretical, uh, you know, whatever, t-shirt company or whatever you're going to do. I could tell you right now, too, because, again, I'm, I'm in this position now to where I have a couple mentees under me. Mm-hmm. And this is advice for everybody out there. We're not even anywhere near where we're going in our careers, but we're already so busy as it is. Mm-hmm. So you better come with a timeline right and come with a proposal instead of just coming like yeah I'm open-minded I want to be mentored no be specific about it yeah I don't care about anything else at that time and and what's going on in your life when you're in that moment you need to seize the moment but you have to see also what your mentor likes or whoever you're targeting you got to see how they do business. Well, I'm saying this off of, you, you better already know that. Yeah, yeah, no, but I'm saying My, like... I'm going st- ahead, a step ahead of that. Yeah, yeah. So, of course, well, that's step one. Well, I'm right. saying like if you know that your person you're trying to get questions answered from mm-hmm. is all over the place and always doing this thing or always, you know, say, listen, I'll, I'll uh, walk out with you. Yep. Because you know you can't get them down for five minutes in their office. Right. If they're in their office, they're answering phone calls. But if you know they walk to the car... And it's at least five minutes, you know, you say, hey, I'll walk to the car with you. Um, something I want to mention that's a little off, not off topic, it adds to it, but it's, it's just something I want to say before, is I get excited when I'm in a room with people and they mention something and it goes over my head and it's within my industry, right? So, like, I was in a meeting and I was showing land and someone talked about a, a way to apply the land and then land bank it and get benefits through their taxes. And there was like four different levels to this conversation. And I found myself in my head trying to figure out what they were talking about. And I was like, the fact that I don't know what they're talking about is exactly where I want to be. Right. Like I know I'm in the right area because this is, if I'm hearing stuff and I'm just, my eyes glaze over, it Mm -hmm. doesn't get me excited. If I know there's this whole other level, it gets me fired up. So it's like you, you try to get to the people that make you uncomfortable because you have no idea what they're talking about and you ha- want to go home and learn it. So next time you do it, you can actually chime in. Right. You know, because it co- drives me nuts not to be able to chime in in conversations. If you don't know what the hell's going on, you don't chime in. You just sit there and nod. That's a great point, Mike. You like that one? No, I do. And, and I, we, we, there's, there's so many times that we go back and forth and then when I really lock into you, I'm like, wow, that makes a lot of sense, man. It's the eyes. It's, it's my deep No, no, eyes. It's, it's good. Uh, but we're also in a, in a very fortunate time, whereas like our parents w- didn't have this opportunity. Our grandparents definitely didn't have this opportunity. Yeah. This whole technology phase yeah. in terms of your e-mentors, right? I'm just saying e for online. E's but very hip. Uh, yeah. But again, you have so much access to audiobooks, yeah. to YouTube, to uh, podcasts. The No Snooze podcast is a very motivational podcast. I hear everybody should be listening to it, right? It's, I haven't heard it yet. No, definitely. <laughs> but it, it's identifying the little things that if you can't tap into anybody through your network in person, yeah. everything is available to you. Even there's, Instagram, these minute clips these days. There's no excuse anymore. There's Everyone's not. spewing a lot of advice, but that's the thing. You gotta make sure you're listening to the right advice. But you have to latch on to something yeah. that connects to you. Yes. You know, yeah. I know we were joking before, but yeah. this podcast might not be for everybody. Yeah. It just might not be. Yeah. But go find somebody on Instagram if you only have a couple minutes a day and start following people 
who are in that that track for you. Yeah. You know, for for me, you already know my inspirational guys. You know, I have the savage uh, mode, the Dave Regina Savage mode. Don't look at me like that, man. The no stews mode. <laughs> and that's when I'm like working out. That's my David Goggins. You know, I listen to a lot of Mel Robbins, Tony Robbins, Ed Milet. Anyone with the last name Robbins. <laughs> They're not related, by the yeah, way. Yeah. Which I. I I thought they were for sure. Did you really? Yeah, of course. I don't know, uh, but you know that you 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 connect to certain people. Spoke about E.T. the hip hop preacher. Yeah. When you connect to his message, but his delivery just might not be for everybody. Yeah. Certain times of day for me, I listen to certain people, and it's starting to identify those people, and then following them through their journeys and going back on their Instagram page to see how they kind of got through this whole whole phase that we're in now. It's just it's so valuable. And if you are in a position where, I guess it can apply to anything, but if you're running your own business, anything you watch can apply to what you're doing. You're watching stand-up, the way they market the production, the way they build and tell a story, that's all things you need to do for work. Stories tell or stories sell everything. So when, you, when I watch my stand-up specials that I love, I think about that stuff. I'm mm -hmm. like... Well, he runs his own uh, runs his own brand. He's a personal brand. What does he do? Does he does he stay on brand every time? Does he switch up his show every month? When he's marketing, is he marketing just for stuff that isn't selling? Is he marketing the stuff that's already sold? Is he doing short clip videos? Are our videos getting shorter because attention span's getting shorter? That's what I've really noticed is that comedians are now front loading all of their their big jokes that would have ended shows because people turn it off. So now they're uploading all their content and cutting them up into stories because people have short attention spans and that's how the majority of their ticket sales are going. So that change in their industry applies to everyone's industry. You know, but front load you're, all you're doing a good job of picking that up because that would have went right over my head. But you it's because I, mean? I listen to the podcast and when I the guy get, mentions yeah. something like that, you say, it's, it's the lens. I'm creating this lens where everything I watch I'm digesting it in a way that it applies to my business. That's a you skill. You don't have to do it everything. That's, but, a, that's a great skill. You know, it's the biggest thing I've found from comedians is that they all run their own brand. Mm -hmm. So they are all self-employed. They have their hands in everything, which for me is the same thing. But it's how they manage all of it that really I start thinking about and how I try to steal tips. But that was one of the biggest ones I heard lately that you'll watch. Next time you watch something, everything's to catch that attention so that you're locked in uh, and you watch the rest of the clip and the clips are going from you know a minute now to like 15 seconds mm. so their punchlines are faster their jokes are shorter they're tighter yeah and, that, um, and that's applicable right to something like we're doing yeah um, so yeah. It, it's that's a great tip and the other thing Go I want to mention about stand-up comedians I, I don't know why I connect with them all yeah no I don't know either but I think it's, it's dope. very bizarre that's, no, right? but you're it's able weird. But it makes sense, yeah. and you're applying it to something that I can't even relate to, which I would have never thought because I don't watch comedy like that. So here's something to think about, and I wonder if realtors think this way. But when you show a house, you're showing that same house maybe 50 times, mm -hmm. right? You have the kind of normal way you go through it, and every time you go through, you adjust things, depending on how people react. So I showed a property recently for like 70 times, and I was picking up on what jokes hit, and when I put a joke in, it's so that I get info out. So I'd say something funny, and then they start laughing, and then their wall comes down, and then I ask, oh, how many kids do you have? So you, you use it to get through the process of getting your info. But every time I go, I'm refining that, just like a stand-up show. 
you're refining mm -hmm. it as you go through. And then by the time you show up the 70th time, you're so tight on showing it that you're, the people are so locked into you that they want to get to the end of the show. And then you hit them with the, the, you know, the closing and then you hopefully sell that house. So it doesn't always work like that, but the more you show a property, the more tight it becomes. And it looks like it's the first time you showed it when in reality, you've said this a million times. You've said that joke 50 times, just like a comedian. If comedian's doing his job, it looks like it's, he's very casual, it's his first time. He's done it a million times. So it's really interesting. And you can apply that to anything. Like anything. You're saying. Yeah. I expect comic realty to become a real thing <laughs> because I, I, see new, while you show I, I see a new opportunity in yeah. play here. I don't know if you noticed when I was showing you properties, but like it was a little different because we I was going out of my normal market. Mm -hmm. But you have to connect with people and we're friends, so it was easy. Yeah. But if you're too uptight, people don't want to come back out with you. Right. Because it's unbearable. It's awkward. They're always, no, you, you always do a good job at, at um, just lightening up the atmosphere. Yeah. Where sometimes I make it a little tense. No, no, not something I'm, that you make it <laughs> tense. Something but, I'm working on. But do you find that you have a lot of the same conversations with people? And at you, work? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And you just kind of tailor it? Yeah, of course. But that's like anything in life you need to take feedback mm -hmm. and you need to take criticism sometimes yeah utilize it for your next conversation because yeah. it might be a, a loss at that time or you might fall that's not a failure to me if you don't sell a house that's not a failure right but if you sell no if you sell it eventually yeah that was you falling down on the process yeah. to ultimately selling it you know and it's utilizing the process of the fall to sell the house which makes it a success yeah but we'll I, debate that all the time the and, the, and the the overlying the underlying theme of all this is self-awareness so yes even when you're with <clears> the <throat> mentor to circle bring it all back mm -hmm. understand what the mentors thinking you know what do you want the mentor to think how do you want them to react to what you're doing you know it has if, to be organic and authentic though right Look organic and authentic, right? Doesn't have to really be. You can you can control You're be it a Fugazi little bit. Realty now? No, no, you don't be Fugazi. <laughs> but if uh, say we are, I'm trying to give a good example. Say we are going to go sell a condo. Yeah. And I want to get mentorship from you how to break into the condo units, right? Not Physically break, break, not break in. Break in. <laughs> Dominate a condo complex. Gotcha. Right. Okay. And you are the king of dominating an area and which helps you scale and I come to the guy and I'm like all right how do I want him to think when I talk to them do I want them to uh, want to team up with me is that my goal do I want him to join me in the mm -hmm. process do I want him to just give me advice let's let's say I want him to join me so then I can use his name so that I can have instant credibility with the whole complex all right if that's the case then the next time I talk to him I'm gonna have a mailer teed up with my info, his info, a letter to everyone in envelopes stamped and ready to go. And then I'm gonna go up to him and say, hey, listen, I really wanna start doing more condo work. I've sold one in this property, and or I've sold one in this complex, but I wanna sell more. Would you like to co-broke with me on these properties? I'm, I got a mailer ready. And here's this physical thing that I'm giving you. Because they're busy, you wanna make it so easy to say yes that there's no reason they wouldn't. And he might, or value, she, maybe. might not have joined me on that, but I made it so goddamn easy for them because I knew that I wanted to work with them and I knew I wanted the end result to be. So it's organic, but it's very planned out so that if he said no, whatever. You have all these addresses, you just switch out the flyer. Mm -hmm. So the worst case scenario, 
not that we compete in Epi's. Yeah. But I will hand this one over to you, sir, because you are giving it. You're very tactical right now, mm. and I always love the application piece. Uh, but that example is like we're over here talking about value, value, value. Yeah. That was a beautiful example. Of I got to do more of this value. too, obviously. Yeah. Like, I don't want people thinking that I'm going around and just random and be like, hey, I want this condo. I got right. 55 you're gonna, envelope. You know? I bet you some heavy hitters listen to this and they're going to be like, where's it. my mailer? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> where's my mailer? Yeah. Uh, no, I got you, man. So that was, uh, I just want to be mindful of, of people's time for sure. Yeah. Uh, but that was a Sorry, I'm beautiful. No, 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 no. Like you told me last week, preach, brother, preach. Preach. We'll move into um, Questies. This one is a quick one. Came in from JT. Justin Timberlake listens to the show? <laughs> JT and then the Instagram name it's was It's got to be him, right? Yeah, How many definitely. JTs are in right. the world? This one came in from Justin Timberlake. In a relationship, choose one. Passion or compassion? Why? Definitely Justin Timberlake because he would ask that question. <laughs> Passion or compassion? I need definitions. Quick. Can you define it for me? So when I saw it, I would definitely go compassion. And my why is because compassion, I believe, if I can feel for somebody, like if I can feel either bad for my wife. Are we talking empathy? What? Are we talking more empathy? It says passion or compassion. It doesn't say empathy or compassion. The same words in both of them. That's passion. (laughs) That's too far above. (laughs) (laughs) So for me, it's, it's compassion is the most important thing over passion because I see compassion as a way to get to passion. If I can feel for somebody and I can really feel for you and I can understand the situation that you're going through, I can then become passionate in the relationship. That's my answer. Go ahead. Ditto. <laughs> I, I agree. That was well said. But okay, so you're, you're No, I agree with that. I, I think um, I think they are a lot of times together. I think you're passionate and compassion. If you're passionate It says choose one. And I it, know, but and it's, it, and literally wrote in quick Quick shot. In a relationship, choose one. Passion or compassion, why? I'll choose compassion because everything you said made a lot of sense (laughs) and I'm very influenced by you. Oh my God. Thank you for being my mentor on that question. Awesome. (laughs) So you know how we were just talking about before, like our brains are like doing different things at the time? So as we're talking about Justin Timberlake's question, something popped in my head and I'm a little embarrassed about this one, but I have to make it clear. So I don't know if you remember when I spoke about the air fryer. Where I specifically asked you, where'd you get the idea? Did you get it from someone? Yes. And I I made up this whole story and I literally said, well, my wife and I, we were searching on Amazon and, you know, it was a gift to ourselves, um, you know, for the holidays. I'm looking at your face right now. It's it's hilarious. So (laughs) I just want to apologize because I later found out (laughs) that Erica bought us that air fryer. And Erica, I am am sorry. You are a phenomenal human being, <laughs> and we love that air fryer. To back like you up else. here, I have a question. Yeah. Was it unboxed and on your counter the first time you saw it? Was it unboxed? Yes. I, I don't remember. No, but see, so it was, it was for a housewarming. Yes. You know what I mean? It was a housewarming, but that's why I got so confused because it was around the like holiday time, yeah. and there was one thing, it might have been a waffle maker or something, that mm-hmm. we went and bought ourselves. So I just got the two confused. But my wife was telling me, she's like, wait, I, did, I listened to that and you lied to everybody. That's the toughest part. Is everything's <laughs> recorded. So like, but how bad time, is that? But it's not lying. It's, it's just terrible. From, it's your man. Yeah. Um, all right. So I, I just wanted to bring clarity there. So the air fryer was all your idea and you guys got it for yourself. Perfect. Let's move on. <laughs> all right. So the next one came in from Steph. I get so overwhelmed by trying to figure out a workout routine. 
I'm overweight and got so out of shape since my divorce. Where should I start? Whew. You want me to go? Yeah, you take this. Yeah. Okay. So Steph. Is she famous? Is this Steph and Stephanie we know someone? No, this is this is not this is not uh, famous Steph. Do you know any famous Stephs no. before that? Okay. No. I didn't either. I was trying <laughs> yeah, to think yeah, of yeah, like, one. All right. Uh, so the first thing is definitely committing to the process. You getting in your head and you saying, you know what? I am going to do this. Okay, that's step one. I would and I tell this to everybody, if you're not fit right now for whatever's been going on in your life, that's cool. But I have like this mild challenge and I put it in front of people sometimes. And it's basically, once you commit to that process, you're starting to walk one mile a day. Because walking, everybody can do. And that, again, not everybody, if you're, you're um, challenged in that way, I don't know how to politically say that. Yeah, yeah, that's correct. But you, you get what I'm saying. So it takes the average person 14 to 21 minutes to walk a mile. So I have this challenge. I could do it in 10. I don't think you're doing it in 10. I know you're the Speed walk walk. king or whatever. You're not doing it in 10. I we, we'll we'll put a side bet on that. Dana bet that I couldn't run in uh, under seven. I yeah, think. Not, not happening. No. So <laughs> for two weeks, I challenge you, Steph, to go out and walk a mile. Do not time yourself. Just log the distance, right? I would say get a Fitbit, too, because I, I know I like when yep. I see the steps. Nice. It motivates you more? All I'm saying is don't attach anything else to it. Yeah. Just go in for those two weeks and just commit to the process of walking one mile. Yeah. Then what I want you to do is for the next week. Listen right? to those news every morning. Well, that's a, that's a given. But also, I want you to now start marking the time. So on that Monday when you start for week three, that's your, that's your time frame. Then on Tuesday, you have to beat. And remember, now we're three weeks into the process. So we, um, on Tuesday of week three... You have to beat Monday. Wednesday, you have to beat Tuesday. I like that. Then week four, right? That'll be your month because that'll be a full, you know, four weeks. You need to, for half of that mile, commit to running between 20 and 30 seconds of a jog. I'm sorry, not run, just jog. Because now you've been doing this, you're, you're kind of... What's what? jogging? I don't know what that is. <laughs> <laughs> What's jogging? KK? What? <laughs> so the jog is important there because what that's going to do is now get the other pieces of your legs and your muscles really involved because when you're walking you know sometimes you could be a heel striker but when you're jogging you want to be more on on the balls of your feet uh, so that's an important piece right there and just challenge yourself and that's what I would say for the first month that whole process right there of just walking a mile you will see the progress that's being made which will ultimately lead you to whatever Mike is gonna tell you right now yeah so I love that the other thing that works for me that I'm just assuming may work for you is like I said, have a Fitbit or something that tracks your steps because like we've talked about, feedback is important and you feel like you're accomplishing something if you see it. Mm -hmm. I don't know what it is if something physically says, yep. could be wrong, could be more than you actually walked, but it works. Um, you do that, but also go on YouTube, Google anything and everything, or go on YouTube and look up anything and everything uh, diet-wise. Just learn more about food. I think food is the the quickest way to get to where you want to go and for me more, more learning more about food and learning about details and adding layers of knowledge help me be more um disciplined because i'm more aware so there are traps and i i i'm aware i'm eating a cookie and i'm aware what it happen, what happens to me when i do it and just by being more aware you're more likely to make a decision not to we don't know what's going on 
you, you have no shot because you're just grabbing stuff. You have no idea what it's going to do. So I would say, and it, it could be very base level. Yeah. Jump on a type of diet that you think works, you like, and then you recalibrate after your timeline a month and see what worked within work and then go from there. Beautiful. And food always compliments working out. Yeah. But that's awesome because we just gave her two Ying Yang. That's Sheik. right, baby. Bates. So let's read the last one here. And this is from Britt. And she, right off the bat, I haven't listened to every episode yet, so you may have touched up the, on this already. If so, never mind. I have a few <laughs> questions on how to change bad habits. Habits episode. One big one is that I always snooze, literally. I'm always running late in the morning since middle school, high school, every job I've ever had. It's bad. Not to blame this or make an excuse, but I do have an autoimmune disease, which I do have chronic fatigue, and I've always found my energy levels are higher at night, hence why I've always worked out at night. But now that I'll be commuting for a period of time, I really want to change this about myself. I don't like it. I hate not being put together, not having time to get myself ready, or grab a coffee if I wanted. And I'm embarrassed by it, but I never seem to change it. Do you have suggestions on how to make this switch? Listen to every episode of the Nose News Podcast. Thank you. <laughs> Done. <laughs> <laughs> no, so um, I, I, I think that's a great question. Yeah, I would say get more organized um, because if you're more organized, you create more time. So you don't, maybe you don't have to wake up earlier. Maybe you just have to be more organized. Maybe you have to have a, a nice coffee in the fridge versus make a coffee. Maybe you have to, um, you know, have your clothes picked out the night before. Maybe there's things that you could do not just wake up earlier, that'll help. Okay. Instead like of it. fight the problem, it's a problem, yeah, yeah, yeah. try yep. to... Identify it. Yeah. I have, I have a couple things here. And the first thing is remove the past. So she's like already talking about like middle school, <laughs> high school, like I've always done this, I'm, this I'm embarrassed by is Okay, step one, let's remove that. Mm-hmm. Okay, how do we move forward? Now that you're going to be starting, she said a new, uh, she's going to be commuting somewhere, so it's probably starting a new job or something like that. This is a new opportunity to flip the script. Mm-hmm. So you might have higher energy levels at night, and I really don't want to get into the whole, I'm not a doctor here, so I don't want to talk about an autoimmune disease, um, and that could be something a little bit different. But how bad do you really want to wake up, right? And again, I know it sounds typical, Yeah. but if you were going on the trip of your lifetime, Britt, would you have a problem waking up to go catch that flight? She may. What? She may. Would you snooze on that, though? Would you actually hit the snooze button? So it's putting yourself in that mindset. And I, this could be, again, repetitive to people who have heard all of this. But this is something very specific here. You don't want to hit the snooze button. So are you doing what Mike said in terms of putting it away from you? Now I'll get, right? That's my favorite. But that's fine. And it works. Now let me get scientific for you. And again, not a scientist. But here, let me give you some facts. And Mel Robbins literally talks about not hitting the snooze button. Yeah. And I'm curious to see your reaction to this because this is scientific facts. I'm smiling because every time you say, I'm not a doctor, I'm not a scientist. I'm not. I'm just a little bit of it all. In my head, I'm thinking of all the people watching be like, I thought he was a doctor. (laughs) You're shot. Um, So the science behind your sleep Right? And some people argue it's 60-minute cycles. Some people argue that it's 90 or 110 minutes. It's somewhere in that time frame of a cycle of sleep. So what you're physically doing is when you hit that alarm and you're actually, when the alarm goes off, you're now in a waking stage. So your body is now awake from that last previous cycle. As soon as you hit that snooze button, right, 
you hit the snooze button, you then take your brain and you trick your brain into making it think that you're going for another sleep cycle. So when you fall asleep for 15 minutes, for 10 minutes, whatever the alarm, I feel like a snooze alarm now is like nine or eight minutes or something like that. It's quick. Right? It's, it's just a weird time I frame. I wouldn't know. I've never but whatever, <laughs> but whatever it is, you're tricking your brain into thinking that you're going back to sleep. Yeah. Now you're only eight, 10, 15 minutes into a sleep cycle before it goes off again. And what that does, it, it actually has a term. It's called sleep inertia. Right? Mind blown. Are you sure you're not a scientist? I'm, I'm positive, but it's called sleep inertia. And maybe this science piece will work for somebody like Britt. Because yeah. if you can't do the typical thing, maybe yeah. it works. Yeah. But why would you want to put yourself back in a space of, okay, now I'm sleeping for 15 minutes. Now I'm into this cycle and I'm tricking my brain to where I can't be productive. The science behind it, though, too, is that for four hours of your day moving forward, your, your body is still trying to catch up. So mm. why would we ever really want to do that? I get it that it's challenging and when it's right there, my wife still likes to snooze, you know, yeah. but she just likes, she doesn't even really go back to sleep. She likes to just sit in the bed, which is fine, Yeah. but at least she's like awake on it. But when people really go back to sleep, it's detrimental to your morning. I would say another thing to add to that is try to trick yourself. If you like doing something, uh, put it in the morning so that you're more apt to get up. Like you're saying, you take this traveling trip traveling trip this trip <laughs> but if say one of the things you love to do is look through a magazine whatever magazine tabloid make it so that every morning you have 15 minutes to look through that then you're more likely to get up and start the day like i love having my cup of coffee in the morning and i love having my 50 ounces of essentia exactly so you look towards things and then eventually you'll love going to the gym but to start do something small that you love doing in the mornings and if you don't get up in time you won't be able to do it Whatever day, that though. is. I don't know what that is. Can we do Showers. it for one day? Let's not look 10 days down the line. Don't get overwhelmed by that whole process. Commit to one day. It's trick just, yourself before you go to sleep that I have this huge trip coming up. I have that. Whatever motivates you. That's is this you Brit? To, is this is Brit? Brit? Yeah. Brit, send your number to the DM and we will text you an emoji. What's wild is that'll that, get you up. That's right. Because then uh, we'll just keep on. sending it until you. We'll keep sending it until you answer. Until you answer. It's a good nice. idea. Hold, hold the. And hold we'll create a group. All right. So this will bring us to Dave's dime of the week. Dimes, dimes, dimes. We had some feedback that people said we are getting so big time we should have our own. That's right. Yeah. We need like sound sound effects. Soundboard. So if, if you're in sound effects and all that graphics. See, we have an audio visual guy. I don't think he can do that. That's too far out of his lane. He's Look, been, he's oh, not. he's working on it already. Yeah. All right. And this goes to the mentorship. I'm looking at you, kid. This is a small pod. I and know. if you ever plan <laughs> this close again, I'll put you But this is something, I'll too. I'll sleep. This is something. And when I listen back to these epis, I was saying it before, I'm a little too passionate, I might say. You say? I, I might have to scale back a no, little bit No, you're here. perfect. I don't know. You're not scrawny, you're perfect. <laughs> you're not ramen noodle, That's Reg. a movie you're reference. Good. If you want somebody to invest in you, give them a reason to believe in you. Wow. You hit, the, you hit both cameras. That was pretty good. That's no, good. There's only one. I like that. <laughs> There's only one camera here, Mike. It looks like you hit both. <laughs> you hit both. You've reflected off this Looking right into your eyes. Hit me, kid. Can you introduce it the right way so we don't have to cut just hit me. This is Megalito's mantras. Ito, ito, ito. The best teachers are those who tell you where to look, but don't tell you what to see. That's a good one. I get that. No, it's a metaphorical. It's mic applicable drop. to exactly mentorship today. They put you in the right direction. Final section here: heat on the feet. Don't kick me in the pod. I'm don't, looking at the pod. Don't setup. get crazy. I'm trying to figure out where to put my foot. Here, put it right on my lap here. Right here. Here we go, kid. 
Oh, wow. Look at these. Look at this. Very, uh, <laughs> looks like CV with a, with a, so it's, with a it's, Navy it's, No, this is, here, can you, it takes to the audio of this? Oh my God, my hip is going out. <laughs> this is, uh, this is Dave in four months. <laughs> oh my, my fucking hip's cramping. We're not even going to explain it because we need you guys to go on YouTube and check it out. Oh my God. <laughs> my, well. uh, so that's another Epi in the books. Epi Until 13. next time, stop snoozing. Get up and get after it. My man. I still can't get the mantra. <laughs> That's another Epi in the books. Go follow us on Instagram and Facebook at No Snooze Podcast. Subscribe to our YouTube channel, No Snooze. Come on. Come on. If you want to inquire about potential sponsorship and or collaboration, reach out to us at nosnoozepodcast at gmail.com or message our Instagram page, which is at nosnoozepodcast.